0: It's a home run. You circle the bases to the cheers of the crowd. Just like that? said Arthur. Well, not every time, but it could happen if you're lucky. Arthur sighed. He didn't know if that would happen to him, but it was nice to think about. Chapter 2 At the ball field, a bunch of kids were huddled around the bulletin board looking at the team rosters. "'I found my name,' said Buster. "'Let's see. Francine, Brain, Binky, Arthur. "'Yes, yes, we're all on the Eagles together. "'Hey, this is going to be a great team. "'I can't wait to start pitching.' "'Hey, I want to pitch,' said Francine. "'So do I,' said the Brain. "'How will we choose?' asked Buster. Don't worry, said Francine. The coach will decide. But Francine, said the brain, your father is the coach. She smiled. Funny how these things work out. How what things work out? Asked her father, coming up to join them. He had on his official Eagle's hat and T-shirt. Nothing, Daddy, said Francine, smiling at him. I think I'm going to be sick, whispered Buster. I think you'll have company, the brain whispered back. The whole team, including Sue Ellen, Speedy, Fern, and Alex, sat down in the grass. I'm glad everyone could be here for our first practice, said the coach. As most of you know, I'm Oliver Frensky, Francine's dad. Francine gave Buster a big smile. Now, our motto is going to be teamwork, the coach went on. If you have a favorite position, you can start with that, but you'll all be moving around. Who's going to be our first pitcher? Buster, Francine, and the brain all raised their hands. Excellent. We have a whole staff. Buster, why don't you go first? But, but, Francine sputtered. You'll get your turn, her father reassured her. Everyone else took a position. Arthur ended up in right field. Nobody else seemed to want to be there. Heads up, everyone, said the coach, waiting with a bat at home plate. Go ahead, Buster. Buster prepared to pitch. He twirled his arm around, shot out his leg, and threw as hard as he could. Coach Frensky blinked. Where did the ball go? Buster wasn't sure. He was never sure with a Buster ball. A moment later, the ball came down and hit him on the head. Are you all right, Buster? asked the coach. Buster nodded. Good. Try again. But this time, ease up a little. Don't wear your arm out the first day. Buster nodded. He pitched again, and the ball sailed right over the plate. The coach lined a drive to Sue Ellen at third base. After a few more pitches, it was Francine's turn. Her first pitches were high and outside. Her father fouled them off. Nice energy, he said. Remember now, right over the plate. Francine's next pitches were better. Her father batted them around the field. Time for my fastball, thought Francine. She gripped the ball firmly and threw. The ball sailed high over everything, her father, Binky, even the backstop. Well, said her father, that was certainly over the plate. Way over, said Binky. The coach cleared his throat. All right, Francine, let's give someone else a chance. The brain took to the mound. Ready? asked the coach. In a moment, said the brain. He licked his finger and held it up to test the wind direction. Then he began scraping the mound with his sneaker. Is everything all right? asked the coach. Oh, yes, said the brain. Proper footing is very important. When he was finally ready, the brain made his first careful pitch. Coach Frensky hit a grounder to shortstop. The brain was pleased. He checked the wind and his footing again. He did that before every pitch, so he didn't get many in. The last ball went to right field. It was a deep pop fly. I've got it, said Arthur, moving backward. He leaped at what he thought was the right moment and missed. The ball came down behind him. Almost, said the coach. Arthur, that was a very graceful leap. Graceful? Arthur didn't feel graceful. He could feel his face getting red. He knew everyone was looking at him. It was starting to look like the season would be a long one. Chapter 3 Arthur stood in front of his bedroom mirror, tossing a ball up and down in his mitt. His father stopped in the hall to watch him. Ready for your next practice, Arthur? he asked. Arthur dropped the ball. Oh, uh, yeah, he said. Mr. Reed stepped into the room. Is everything okay? Um, I guess. Practices have been hard. Really? Uh, Tell me about them. I'm not very comfortable yet. The other day, I was playing second base. I fielded a sharp grounder, but I couldn't get it out of my glove. It was like the ball was stuck with glue. What did you do? His father asked. Well, there was a force on at second, so I took off the glove and threw it to the shortstop, who was covering the bag. Was the throw in time? Arthur sighed. The glove was, but the ball came out along the way and dribbled into the outfield. The runner ended up at third base. What did the coach say? asked Mr. Reed. He said I was ingenious, very creative. He uses words like that a lot when I make a play. Mr. Reed sat down on the bed. The coach has a good eye, Arthur. You just need to give it a little time. Arthur wasn't so sure. Everyone else just seems so far ahead of me, and I feel funny asking for help about stuff that everybody else knows already. Yes, well, most of them played last year, and you didn't. Having a head start makes a difference. I had kind of the same thing happen to me. You did? His father nodded. It was when I first got interested in cooking. Of course, I didn't know I would end up as a caterer. I just liked experimenting with food. I was sick the first week and missed the class where the teacher explained how all the equipment worked. The next week, I was too shy to ask questions. I just pretended I knew as much as everyone else. Did it work? asked Arthur. His father smiled. For a few minutes. But then we had to make salad dressing in a blender. Everyone else knew that the lid needed to be locked a certain way. I didn't. So when I turned it on, Arthur gasped. You guessed it. The salad dressing ended up on everything and everyone else. It was quite a mess. Did you get in trouble? His father made a face. For a moment I thought my life was over. The teacher was covered in goop. He shook his fist at me, and goop dropped off his hand onto the floor. Arthur's mouth dropped open. The room was perfectly still, and then he started to laugh. This, he said, is a good example of what I was talking about last week. Arthur sighed. So you survived? Exactly. But I never tried to pretend I knew what I was doing again. And you shouldn't either. Don't be afraid to ask for help or advice. You'll catch up soon enough. Chapter 4 Coach Frensky was standing behind the backstop, watching his team warm up. "'Excuse me, Coach?' The coach turned. "'I'm Buster's mother, Bitsy.' "'Nice to meet you. Buster's a fine boy, a real spark plug.' "'That's very nice to hear. I was just wondering, is the ball very hard?' "'Well, no harder than any baseball.' "'I see. I've just been wondering, what if it hits Buster?' Well, there's always some risk, but Buster's very quick, I'm sure. And the baseball hats, are they made of wool? I think Buster's allergic to wool. If he's scratching, I don't think he'll be playing his best. We'll watch for scratching. Coach Frensky glanced at the bleachers. Now, I'd recommend you find a seat, uh, Bitsy. You don't want all the good ones to be taken. Do the seats often fill up for practice? Coach Frensky hesitated. You never know, he said. On the field, Arthur and Buster were throwing to each other. As Francine approached, Buster held up an imaginary microphone in front of her mouth. Excuse me, slugger, Buster here for Action News. Think you'll top your record of 49 skyballs today? Very funny, said Francine. At least my throws go over the plate. Take it easy, said Arthur. You're both on the same team, remember? Stay out of this, Arthur, said Francine. You need to concentrate all your attention on holding on to the ball. Oh, yeah? Arthur put his hands on his hips, and the ball dropped out of his glove. Francine laughed and moved on to the field. You know what you need, Arthur? said Buster. My never fail all.